Welcome to Let It Grow Investing, the financial investing and small business podcast that is not run by a professional investor. I am Jeff, and thank you for stopping by. We're going to cover all the news you need to know to make sense of the market, helping you get invested, stay the course, and on your way to financial freedom. What's going on, guys? Welcome back to the show. I am just over here winding down a long week and weekend. Uh, Finished out the week with my little guy getting his cast on to get that arm better from his uh, escapades this past weekend. And then we had my uh, my older son's birthday party. So it's uh, it's been a busy weekend. But um, yeah, so we we've had a lot of lot of news going on out there and uh, some some more news and some more insight that we can take away from from Friday's market action, uh, as well as some news of the uh, the PPI that came in a bit hot on Thursday. And, uh, you know, the, the market again, uh, this is a couple times we've seen this now where the market is uh, getting that bad news. They're, they're kind of overreacting to it. And then, you know, the, the buyers are coming in. They're buying up these stocks after everyone freaks out. And the market is closing close to neutral or even getting back into some positive territory overall. Now, that doesn't mean all stocks are moving up. Obviously, some are moving up uh, enough to keep that in the green, and others are still selling off. So there's definitely that overall trend of overreaction to the news, uh, early selling, and then that gradual buying throughout the day. We saw that on the CPI read. We saw it on the PPI read. Uh, We saw it on some inflation news. We, we've kind of been seeing this overall trend. So I'm getting to the point where I'm thinking that most of this bad news is baked in. Everyone is really, um, you know, taking their time and buying those dips. Uh, I'm not saying we're going up in a straight line, but I think we are reaching a bottom uh, in, in some regard. Uh, now, if we get some future news like the recession news that is going to be on the 28th of this month, you know, we could certainly see uh, a bit more selling action, but uh, if it kind of comes in line as to where we are expecting it to be, I really ultimately think that uh, we will buy through that. And, uh, you know, if we get a, a negative number or a big drop, you know, the, the market could certainly sell off on that news. But uh, if it comes in within line or slightly below that, I do believe that we are nearing the bottom. We've also got uh, gasoline prices that have now been dropping for about five weeks. And a lot of that is due to the fact of uh, people looking into the future and seeing that, it, you know, there's a recession on the uh, on the horizon. So a lot of people are slowing some buying, uh, whether that's corporations uh, not you know pulling as much inventory into stores. They don't need to get as much delivered or even consumers not going out and buying as much or traveling as far. There's a lot of different things going on out there that are showing us that that demand destruction is happening, albeit, you know, it is a, a previous looking metric when we're looking at CPI and PPI. That is going to be from, you know, the month or two prior. And ultimately, we're getting old news and then we're seeing in real time these gas prices coming down. We're seeing the demand not be there on some different things. So I, I hope we're closer to that bottom. I, clo- I hope we're closer to the point where inflation is going to go back down. Certainly as fuel prices come down, that's going to be a lot on that uh, supply side of getting items from A to B. 
And, um, you know, when we really put all that together, I really think we are getting near a bottom. Uh, and that's, of course, like I said, not uh, no other black swan or, or big red flags coming into the picture. We certainly can't predict that. But, you know, we can kind of take our knowledge that we have and move forward from here. We can certainly start adding to some names that you think are are safe. And, uh, you know, I think even in some of those situations where you have a longer uh, time horizon on your investing future, you can certainly look to add some of those tech names that are a little bit more safe. I'm thinking large cap names or, uh, you know, security names that are, are really going to have a, a, a leg to stand on if something else happens. And, uh, you know, maybe not getting to, into too heavy of the growth right now. I uh, could certainly dip my toe in here and there on some names that I'm uh, a believer in, but uh, I don't want you to go out and bet the farm on, uh, you know, ABC startup company and think that it's going to go to the moon next week because I don't think that's the market that we're in. Uh, and like I said, these are going to take some time. Not everything's going to move up in a straight line. I do think that we can still have some pain ahead of us. I do think that we have a longer time to buy uh, into this market. Like I said, we're not going up in a straight line, in my opinion, but uh, this could be a spot where you might want to start adding. And even after the uh, the 28th, when we get some more information, if that news is not that bad, uh, I do think that I will be buying. And uh, if I can buy when, when the market overreacts again, I'm going to try to do that. So that's kind of my game plan. Add a little now in some spots where I think it's safe. And uh, also add a little bit heavier on some downturn, on some not so bad news that I think is getting uh, an overreaction to. And, uh, you know, the market always isn't the same. You know, history often uh, does repeat itself or it looks similar or it rhymes like everyone will go out and tell you. But uh, it's not always the same. So definitely take into consideration What's going on out there? You might not want to be buying heavy into oils right now when it's kind of peaking and we're seeing those numbers drop. You kind of want to be looking to where you're going to be the safest going forward. And, uh, you know, some of those companies are getting into that value territory where we really want to see them, where we really want to add. We might have not liked the ride down, but this is that spot where you might want to uh, really sharpen your pencils look at what you really want to buy, add to a, uh, a buy list or a watch list, get your money in now, uh, get it ready to go, and then ultimately have your buy limit set, have your, uh, your, all your names ready to go. That way you're not panicking on the 28th and you're you know, reacting to the market. You actually have a plan for that time. So you know you got a couple days uh, to really get, um, you know, about 10 days to really get your plan together. So go ahead and write down those names and uh, write down how much you want to buy at what price or what price is a steal, what PE you want to get them at. And if you can see some of those numbers start coming into play, coming into picture, I say, if you've got all your homework done, go ahead and start buying a little bit. And uh, I do think that the future you will thank you for some of the decisions you're making right here in 22, as the, uh, the market is, has been very rough to us. But uh, we can certainly use that roughness as an opportunity to go forward, start uh, really building that dividend income or that growth portfolio that you're looking for, and uh, really be mindful what to the, mar the market is giving us right now. And to me, I see it as a lot of opportunity out there. 
Um, so that being said, you know, we've also seen some, some rises in crypto. Uh, I actually haven't looked right now today, but I did see something about uh, Ethereum. Their merger is going to be going through uh, around September of this year. So Ethereum had uh, popped up, you know, it was about 8% the last I saw it. I'm pulling up crypto.com right now. Uh, I guess that's a good time to tell you. If you're looking to get an account started, I do have some links in the description for uh, crypto.com, Webull, uh, E-Trade, and Binance. So we've got uh, those different links in there to help get you started. But uh, yeah, right now, uh, Ethereum is up to 1370, which, uh, you know, where it came from is you know still definitely rough but uh overall on the let's see the one week we are up 17.3 percent on ethereum so if you were buying down near the thousand range uh you know just a week ago or even sub 1000 you know you're, you're definitely uh, looking sitting pretty decent right now even over the one month it's up 25 and a half percent kind of quietly i might add it's it's certainly been quiet out there I don't think too many people have been noticing it. And uh, it's certainly good to see a pop there. So uh, I did say that, you know, a lot of people were talking about if, if Bitcoin got back down into the teens or if uh, Ethereum went sub 1400, they said they were buying it. Uh, I definitely was. I would have liked to have added some more, but, uh, you know, your money only goes so far. But uh, I, I am happy to say that it's going up 25%. We got that merger going through. It should be faster. It should be cheaper uh, in your gas fees, things like that. And ultimately, um, I'm still bullish uh, Bitcoin, Ethereum. Uh, that's the ones that I'm, I'm really still strong on. Uh, I'm still in the other ones as well, you know, Cardano and VeChain and some others. But um, yeah, Bitcoin, Ethereum are my big two. So I'm still uh, looking at those, still waiting to see those happen. And uh, like I said, I, my youngest got his cast put on Friday, so I was, I was definitely distracted to the market. I know that we had a, a pretty solid green day. I think we were up about 2%. Uh, I did see that the uh, Google stock split did go through. That was a 20 to 1 split. And now Google's trading around uh, 111, I believe it was. So if you have been looking to get Google and you were on a brokerage that you couldn't buy uh, full shares, uh, now you know, with the prices being around 22 to 2300. Now Google's trading at 111.78. And uh, some of the numbers are still off. The PE is off. The EPS is off on E-Trade. I don't think they've refactored those in. Um, but analyst research, that should have been done automatically. They just, you know, divide that price by 20. So um, well, these are still off too. Well, when I pull up the actual analyst research it says that there's a 37 percent upside average price targets 3067 uh but it also says that google shares are at 2235 so i think that hasn't caught up yet but uh still from here about 37 percent upside i do think that we might get a solid pop on the fact that uh, a lot more people can buy it at a lot cheaper of a price and uh you know for options traders they're going to be able to buy or sell in those tranches of a uh, hundred shares at a time that's what the options market is going to be doing. So you have a lot less invested to be able to uh, trade some options. But uh, with that being said, I'm going to take a quick break. We will come right back. We're going to talk about the investing challenge. Uh, what are we on? Week 30. And we're going to look at what we're going to be buying. Uh, some other things we're, we're seeing out there. And uh, with that being said, I will take a, a quick few seconds and I'll be right back. 
All right, guys, I am back here. And, uh, you know, that took a little bit longer than I said. I said it was going to be a few seconds. But uh, in real time, it took me, oh, probably about 45 minutes to come up with some different names of some stocks for you guys. So if you could go ahead and do me a huge favor and uh, click that uh, like and uh, share button, either on the podcast or on the group, I would really appreciate it. I've put a lot of time into trying to get some uh, some good content and some good uh, ideas together for you guys. And I would greatly appreciate that. Uh, if you want to leave a review, leave a review even better. And uh, if you want to go ahead and contribute to the podcast, you can do that over at uh, anchor.fm slash let it grow. And I uh, hope you guys are enjoying this, uh, this information, and everything we're talking about here. And uh, that being said, I uh, put together a list of the five that uh, we are going to be talking about for this week and completely forgot about last week. So I'm going to pull that out right now and see what we will be buying uh, tomorrow. We'll be buying $200 worth in the Webull account where we can do some fractional share purchases. And uh, for week 29, we had uh, five different choices as we always do. We had uh, Pepsi, Coca-Cola, Kellogg's, Mondelez, and Keurig Dr. Pepper. And uh, overwhelmingly, we have uh, votes for Coca-Cola. Uh, ticker is KO. We will be buying that one tomorrow. We'll be buying $200 worth, as I said. And that's what we're doing every week to a dollar cost average into the market, not necessarily into any one position. But uh, we will be buying a different name pretty much every week. Sometimes we'll uh, go ahead and vote over there on Let It Grow Investing on Facebook to uh, double up on some different positions. But uh, most of the time, they are new picks. Try to keep it different. Try to keep everyone uh, on their toes and uh, looking for some different names that maybe they never thought of before or some different opportunities that might have uh, presented themselves. Uh, and with that being said, you know, I really tried to do that this week as well. And uh, I try to look at some of the problems and some of the stocks that got pulled down with them in the past couple months. And really take a look at where they are today and where we can maybe buy some uh, some stocks at a discount as a lot of their bad news has been baked in as well. And uh, some that are just, uh, well, there's some dividend kings in here. There's some aristocrats, kings being 50 years or more, I believe. Uh, number one falls into that category. I believe number two falls into the aristocrats category, which is 25 years or more of continua, uh, continual dividend increases yearly. Uh, so every year they try to bump that dividend payout or the dividend payment up a little bit. Their payout ratio might uh, remain the same, but that just would mean that they're making more money. And uh, yeah, we just got some other ones that um, fall more into that growth. I know we talked about them before. We haven't really touched on them here lately. Uh, so I got some, some different things here. And uh, with that being said, uh, well, first, I'm going to take a drink, and uh, we will talk about this first one, which is going to be ABT, which is going to be Abbott Labs. And Abbott Labs uh, has been around for quite some time. They uh, they spun off their business, AbbVie, which is one that I have a, more of a position in. I don't have any ABT at this point in time. But uh, with that being said, you might know them for making different baby formula. And uh, they, you know, voluntarily uh, issued a recall on some of these formulas that uh, were taken out of stores. I know it led to a lot of different baby formula shortages. 
But overall, they are a, a solid company. And like I said, they have been paying a raising dividend for quite some time. Um, now, they have uh, different brands. Similac, they've got, uh, it looks like about nine to 11 different products there. Man, more than that. Never mind. There's, there's far more than that. There's all different types. Special care, lacking this, including that. Uh, so there's a lot of different formulas that they're going to offer. Uh, so this one has been beat down on some of these concerns with uh, baby formula. And uh, I, I think we're kind of all settled in as to how bad that got. And, uh, you know, uh, December 27th, they were trading around 142. Uh, they got down to a low of 101 in the middle of June on the 17th. And now we're sitting at 108. Uh, their PE is about a 24 quarterly dividend is a 1.75 and analyst research looks like 17.7% of upside on this one. So my thought is they are a dividend, uh, King, I believe, and they are continually looking to, uh, come up with new products. So they do have some different products as well. Uh, they've got Pediasure, Pedialyte. Uh, Zone Perfect uh, Nutrition Bars, Ensure, Elecare, Freestyle Libre, which is the uh, uh, glucose monitor system that uh, continually monitors your glucose and it eliminates routine finger sticks. Uh, Freestyle, which is going to make your monitoring glucose levels and managing diabetes easier and more convenient. And Glucerna, which is a specialized nutrition to help maintain healthy blood glucose levels and manage, uh, manage your diabetes. So they got a lot of different products that are there. Uh, they do cardiovascular, diabetes, diagnostics, uh, neuromodulation, uh, nutrition, and they've got medicine lines as well. So they've got a pretty long list uh, on that front as well. So they've got a lot of different things going on. I think they got pulled down pretty heavily on the fact of the uh, baby formula product of products and problems. And that was a voluntarily uh, recall that they issued. I do think that they're going to come back out on top of this one. They've got a, a pretty solid management team. And uh, one that I think is just, uh, if they get any kind of good news, I think you're, we're going to see a definite pop on the upside for that one. And uh, then going forward, we have number two is going to be uh, ticker TGT, which is Target. And, uh, you know, they had some inventory problems earlier in this year. Uh, ultimately, I, I think that would kind of blindsided a lot of people in the industry. Uh, again, kind of that talk that I'm saying, you know, on the, the 28th of this month, if we get really nasty results, it's going to bring the market down. Uh, but if we kind of get mixed results, I, I think it's going to, uh, you know, kind of trade a little bit more neutral. We might overreact and then shoot to the upside with this one. I think it overreacted. I think target got pulled way, way down, way too fast. They have a great management. They've got, uh, uh, I mean, yes, they had some inventory problems this one one time, which I think a lot of different uh, retailers did. They overordered on the fact that they couldn't get a lot of different things last year, so they they added to their inventory, and now they're kind of stuck with it as we're going into this kind of recession slowdown type period. Uh, but the, overall, their management team is very strong. Uh, and that being said, they are trading at a twelve times earnings which is uh, a way low earnings for a company like Target. Uh, they, they tend to trade 
uh, a good bit higher. Their uh, quarterly dividends about 2.95%. Uh, they are much closer to that bottom of the 52-week range. Uh, the low for the year was 630 at 137 or June 30th at 137. We're currently trading at 146. Uh, the high from last November was 268. So I'm not so concerned about where we came from. I want to know where we're going. But these PEs are far too low, in, in my opinion. Their price is not reflecting the uh, the quality of company that they are. Entering a recession, everyone's still going to need a lot of the, the everyday essentials that Target's going to sell, whether it be food, uh, you, you know, nutrition, uh, all that type of stuff. You've also got some more consumer discretionary items in their stores as well. But there is a lot that's going to be consumer staples and one that I do think will weather the storm. Plus, you also have it pulled down on a lot of bad news that I think we are getting past. Uh, so that is number two. And those are kind of the reasons as to why. I don't I don't even know if I said the analyst research. I pulled it up and then looked away. Uh, but yeah, currently 146. Average price target on this one is, I call it 182. 24% of upside on ticker TGT, which is target. Um, and then we shoot over to number three. Uh, this is one that I've talked about before, uh, one that I've been waiting for the uh, the PE to come down. And it's one that uh, I've said before, if it got into this kind of price range and PE, I'd be looking to add again. And on the 14th, it even broke uh, that 170 line where uh, I really didn't think we would see it. But that ticker is uh, CAT Caterpillar. And uh, right now we are trading at $173. Now, they did come out and have a couple downgrades from some different analysts, basically on the fact of uh, a possible recession. And if there's going to be a recession, uh, construction is going to slow, building, grading, mining, all those different things that Caterpillar's machines uh, are going to do is going to slow. And uh, if those companies don't have the demand for those products, Obviously, they're not going to be looking to cat. Um, now, that being said, I still think they have a, a great business. They're running a lot more efficiently than they did in the past. Uh, they've, they've got a lot of different things going for them. And as I said, this is probably more of a long-term play. It's, it might be one of those that's going to fall into a, uh, we might we might say stay around this range for a while. We might be a little range-bound uh, from the fact that we're not really too certain as to what's going on with, uh, the recession or the economy, uh, both in the U S and abroad, but, uh, one that I do think will weather any storm. They've been around for probably over a hundred years. I forget their actual, uh, inception date. Let's see if it's on here. Um, I don't see it off of a quick glance, but, uh, yeah, so we've got, uh, the PE is trading at a 14.3. I was waiting for it to get under a 15. Their quarterly dividend is a 2.8%. Uh, beta is at a 0.6, which as we know is less risky than a one, which is the standard of the, uh, the S&P 500. Uh, and then their price targets are uh, right now currently 173. We're looking at an average price target of 227.13 for an 31% of upside. And uh, yes, yeah, Citigroup came out on the 7th with a hold at the price target of 190. But uh, Deutsche Bank, JP Morgan, Cowan and Co. and Baird came out with buy ratings uh, from 205 to 227. 
so one that I think uh, should do well, certainly long term for you. I've uh, I've had this one since uh, about seventy dollars. Uh, it's done well for me. I've kind of ridden some of these waves in this company, and most of the time that I've seen, you know, it, it's been in this range bound problem. It goes down to around one eighty, and then shoots back up to two fifteen, two twenty, and we've seen this kind of repetitive action in cat stock. So one that I am comfortable buying at these prices, if it drops into the 160s, even better. Um, as I said, yes, it, it hurts the the shares that I hold, but it is one that I want to add to long term. Uh, so it's a, it's a quality company and we've got some recession fears at play. Uh, so one that uh, could be added to into your portfolio if you're a long term investor, it uh, it's not going to pop overnight. I don't really think it's going to go to the moon tomorrow. That's not really why I'm buying this one or it's why it's in the uh, the talks for this week, if you will. And then going forward, uh, another stock that has been uh, trading within a range. We've certainly seen it uh, in, in the past few months where it, uh, it'll pop up, break down, and then come back up to these prices again. And this one is going to be CrowdStrike. And uh, we saw it pop from, uh, you know, come down off of some of the highs, get into the 160s. Shoot back up to in the 240 range, and now we're sitting back down at uh, 177.90. So we've come up off some of the lows from uh, May. We we hit down near that 140 mark, but uh, you know this one's going to be a crowd or a cloud security, web security type play, and one that I think is going to do really well long term for us, and one that I think everyone will need. Uh, every corporation is going to need this uh, to where they're keeping all their customers more secure while going and using their day-to-day -day products. And CrowdStrike is one that I have in my portfolio and one that I think will continue to grow with uh, everything being online, everyone's information and doctor's visits, you know, every different account, every pharmacy, every, you know, this, that, every order will be online in some regard, maybe not for you, but for someone, they will be doing that service online. And, uh, you know, one that I just have a, a lot of long-term um, hope, or not even hope, but uh, a vision for this one really panning out to be successful. And uh, currently 177.90, as I said, upside of 28.16% for an average price target of 228. And when we go back over... It is a little bit riskier. So the beta is at a 2.0 and uh, I guess it is not making uh, positive earnings at the moment. So we don't have a PE and the EPS is going to be at a negative. So that being said, it is still a growth company and we know that is in, in growth mode, but uh, one that I do think will weather the storm and uh, a lot of these uh, internet security type companies have done better than a lot of the other parts of the NASDAQ that have sold off. When we look at companies like Shopify or Etsy or Teladoc, uh, those companies have sold off heavier than some of these security companies. So one that I think is going to possibly uh, be more at a, at a bottom right here or trade into that 150-ish range, but uh, not one that I think is going to you know break in half from here if if all things uh, stay the same in, in this one. But uh, so that one is CRWD, CrowdStrike. And then we're going to get into one that we haven't talked about uh, so much lately. 
And that ticker is going to be SOFI for SoFi Technologies. And uh, yeah, this one, you know, we had really had a lot of hope for it last year. And it kind of fell off on, on some of the news from the, the government, uh, you know, delaying different payments for student loans as they are one of the main ones that was uh, kind of revolutionizing the uh, student loan repayment and, and processes type uh, business. But uh, a lot of that is, is, I guess, trickled down from where it was as the, uh, the government put a hold on it or canceled some student loans. But uh, I do think that uh, SoFi is going to be one of those companies that is going to come out on top. They do have a uh, an API, their product Galileo, which is going to be uh, kind of the, the issuing, or, or if Robinhood or any of these other startups want to issue cards or uh, accounts, a lot of times they use SoFi's, uh, their program Galileo, in order to issue these cards and everything else for all these other startups. Uh, so they others lean on them. They have their bank charter. They have some other stuff going on that uh, I think more people are going to be using more of their products. Currently, they each uh, user, they have like about 3.9 million users. They are on average using about 1.5 products from SoFi. And I do think that number is going to go up as SoFi offers more uh, programs. Now that they have a bank charter, they can do more in the way of loans, mortgages, uh, and do it all online a little bit easier for a lot of people to use. So I think that one got, again, beat down on some of this uh, government talks of, you know, uh, student loan relief or forgiveness, but uh, one that is going to be in a, a decent spot now that a lot of that fear is baked in or a lot of that bad news is cooked into the, the program or the stock price. And uh, I did say a couple weeks back that if it was in the five or six dollar range, that I would uh, add some. And currently, we are trading at six twenty nine. It was at uh, it dropped actually dropped after hours twenty cents down, so six oh nine. And analyst research looks like this one could get up to about nine twenty three, so a forty seven percent upside from where we are. Uh, we've even got some analysts calling for about twenty dollars, and that's uh. 218% of upside from where we are. So of the five ratings that I'm seeing, um, most recently, five are buys, one's a hold. And those are some from Mizuho, Piper Sandler, Jeffries, uh, Credit Suisse has the hold, and Citigroup has a buy. So those all are, uh, that's going to be the five for this week. We've got Abbott Labs, we've got Target, we've got Caterpillar, we've got CrowdStrike, and we've got SoFi. So get over there to um, Let It Grow Investing on Facebook. Get your votes in, and uh, let's see how these do for the uh, the rest of 22 for us. Uh, again, I'm just looking to outpace the S&P. We are uh, we're definitely down in this account, and I will pull that up for us right now to see where we're at. But I do think that we can uh, certainly turn some things around. And uh, even if we end negative, I, I just hope that we're doing a little bit better than what the S&P results are for the, the rest of the year. And, uh, you know, we might have to get a little bit heavier with some gross stocks and take a little bit more risk to do that. But uh, ultimately, I am fine with that as uh, this is going to be a long term plan to to make some uh, some real gains in the market. Yeah. So currently we are down 17 uh, percent. And when I'm looking at these positions. 
Uh, Ford is the big loser at down 39%. Ethereum's right next to it at 39 and just a little bit less. Actually, no, it's lying to me. Why is it doing that? Profit loss is wrong the way that laid it out. Shopify is a big loser at down 66%. So that's not in order. I'm not too sure why it's doing that for me. But uh, NVIDIA down 47, Honest down 43. And then we got some some other modest losers in there. Um, then we get the, the gains. We've got uh, Starbucks up 9%, Lowe's up 4.5%, Disney up 1% just from last week. Google's up a percent and McDonald's is uh, about a percent positive from where we bought it. So lots of losers so far, but uh, I don't think that's our voting. I think that is just a rough year that we've been facing and it's been the the worst start to a year in about 40 years, I believe it is. But uh, one more thing before I uh, get out of here, uh, I did see Citigroup reported some solid numbers. They had a EPS beat and a um, and revenue beat on Friday. So that one was good. We saw Morgan Stanley have a little bit mixed picture there, but uh, Citigroup pulled out a, a double beat. And that one sent Citi up 13% on Friday. And I definitely needed that. I have got a good amount of Citigroup in my portfolio. And they even closed above that 50 mark uh, after hours on Friday. I know... Uh, Warren Buffett was buying this one probably about a month ago in that 47, 48 range. It shot up above 50 and then ultimately dropped back down with uh, some of the other fears of the recession and all. So seeing this one back above 50 is definitely good for me. You're still getting a 4.62% dividend, uh, five and a half PE. So remarkably low. Beta is a 0.9. Uh, so a lot of good things going for Citigroup and still has about a 17.8% of upside. So if you're looking for some dividends and some potential growth, uh, this one, you know, if you're looking for bank, it could be a good one to add. Uh, it is one that never really <laughs> seems to get out of its own way. I don't think that's a management thing, but uh, there's just such a, a, a pull with this one back and forth. And uh, I would certainly like to see it get back to where it was though. Uh, so with that being said, that's all I got for you guys today. So hope you learned something. Hope we uh, answered some questions. If you got any questions, feel free to shoot them my way either on uh, the Let It Grow investing page on Facebook. You can leave a comment on Spotify or Anchor. And uh, yeah, with that being said, I'll catch you guys in the next one. So thanks for stopping by and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you for stopping by here on Let It Grow Investing. Please make sure to like, subscribe, and share to build a community of like-minded investors. If you do have questions for me or for the group, you can find us over there on Let It Grow Investing Podcast on Facebook. This is not professional financial advice. I am not a professional financial advisor. Please make sure to do all your own research before investing in any security. I do have links in the description to help get you started on E-Trade, Webull, Crypto.com, and Binance. And a friendly reminder that a goal without a plan is just a dream. So go ahead and build your plan, uh, design your portfolio, and stick to it. Thanks for stopping by. I will catch you guys in the next one.